These last couple of weeks have been very interesting when it comes to approval rates, consumer confidence, and what the banks are changing their tune on when it comes to property prices. In this video, I wanna cover off exactly what's happening around the ground and what I think is about to happen over the next quarter. If you're interested, definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now in a previous video about a week ago, I got told in the comment section that my energy was a little down and yeah, it was. And it's not because all the negativity in the mainstream media is hitting me, it was just because I was really tired. <laughs> We are getting smashed at the buyer's agency. It's amazing because most people are making moves. And if you're not, definitely go check out this video. It's the process of how a buyer's agent can help you grow your wealth. And if you're not interested in that, watch the video anyway, you'll learn a thing or two. Come back to this and we can uh, check out what's happening around the grounds. So new home approvals have fallen to the weakest they have been in four years. New housing approvals fell to their lowest in four years over 2023 calendar year as the fastest interest rate tightening cycle in a generation cut buyer's ability to borrow at the same time as construction costs soared. So Effectively, what we've seen is interest rates move up very quickly. Supply required to construct a new home went also rose exponentially in a small amount of time. And as a result of those two, you've got the perfect mixture of construction companies going bust. You've got higher cancellation from buyers because now they can't actually go ahead with the build because their borrowing capacity got smashed. A 7.7% monthly decline in June pulled the yearly total of new home approvals to 175,790. And before you think that's a huge number, it's actually the weakest since June 2020 with a 13.8% 8% year-on-year decline in detached house approvals to 106,958 and a 10.5% slide in attached homes to 68,831 according to the ABS. Let's just put it into context. We're expecting like 400 or 500,000 immigrants coming into the country, yet we can't even build new homes and it's not going to change overnight. We all expect that interest rates might just cut slowly in 2024 and potentially in 2025. So unless they're going to cut drastically, you're not going to have an influx of people wanting to build new homes. Homes. And building a new home is not simply like, yeah, I wanna go build a new home. Let me get the shovel, let me get some bricks and some concrete. You've gotta go ahead and plan that. The council's gotta approve it. And although their system is like online, it's actually taking a lot longer in many cases to get a DA approval. The figures accompanied by separate numbers reflecting a 22.1% slump in new home loan commitments over 2023 year, a leading indicator for future housing activity. So what that effectively means is that people aren't taking out new loans for construction. And if they're not taking that out now, it means there's nothing really planned for constructing in the next 12 months. The weight of interest rates, build costs and delays are set to cause a further step down for 23-24, Oxford Economics Australia senior economist Marie Kilroy said. Demand and supply for housing are moving in opposite directions. This will sustain a sizable dwelling deficiency over the coming years. It's not until late 2024 that we anticipate market pressure will guide dwelling approvals back to growth. And this is very, very key. What we need to pay attention to is interest rates. Yes, we can look at interest rates and go, oh, okay, cool, they're going down. That means we can afford more. It's actually looking beyond that because it doesn't just affect your ability to buy. It's also the ability for construction companies to go and make it viable to build new homes. If they find that their holding costs are too high, they're not going to go and take on a project where they lose money. So that's how you've got to think about how those interest rates will affect multiple things in the economy, which is why when I come out and say, oh, look, yes, technically inflation's high. That's why they need to increase interest rates. It's not the only thing the RBA needs to worry about. They also need to look at employment. And if you've got construction companies going bust, that means people are losing jobs. Now, although unemployment's still at record lows, that is the number to watch when it comes to interest rates. And we are pausing at the moment and it's because the RBA is worried about what could potentially happen if they were to continue tightening when they really don't need to. Now, a couple of days later, this article comes out, which is no relief for house prices as rate pause lures more buyers. 
Buyers lured by the pause in interest rate rises are keeping pace with the supply of homes offered for sale, even as the trend in new listings rises, analysis from CoreLogic shows. The RBA's decision to keep rates on hold for a second month could fuel even faster absorption rates as buyer sentiment improves, experts say. So there's a lot of talk about how listings are gonna increase and listings are starting to increase, which we're seeing, but because we've now seen the pause two months in a row, it doesn't mean new buyers can automatically now start borrowing more. It just means the existing people that were sitting on the sidelines, and that could be you, just waiting for confirmation that interest rates won't continue going higher, those people are starting to enter the market. So as supply has increased, because you know there might be some people that are facing some of that mortgage stress, it's actually getting eaten up by the first batch of people who could always borrow, but just didn't have the confidence. Now they've got the confidence and they can buy. What happens next in this is when the second group of people come in. The second group of people are really the ones that now can borrow and have the confidence. Right now we've got people can borrow, they didn't have the confidence, now they're borrowing. The next ones are, they've got the confidence, but they can't borrow. When they can borrow, which is what's gonna come as a result of interest rates falling, that's the next group of people that will come into this market. And I suspect they're coming in probably as early as Q2 of 2024. The months of supply, which measures the number of listings against the estimated number of sales, fell to 1.7 months nationwide, down from 2.1 months in February, and lower than a decade average of 2.4 months. This measure of supply versus demand remains well below long run average, highlighting that advertised supply remains low relative to demonstrated demand, said Tim Lawless, CoreLogic Research Director. This is important to understand. While mainstream media focuses on, oh, listings are going through the roof, we're gonna have a collapse of some sort, why have prices not fallen? And the reason they're not falling is when you actually look at the low base the listings are at at the moment and how they're bouncing off it, they're still well below where the averages are. And when you then compound that with the fact that there's actually a lot of people that are sitting on the sidelines with a lot of money just waiting for confirmation, you then have a situation where not only are existing buyers able to borrow, you have so many immigrants coming into the country who need to buy. So after everything I've just told you in this video, it's no surprise that only four days later, this article comes out, which is Sydney home prices to rise 10% this year, according to Westpac. Sydney house prices are expected to rise as much as 10% this year, propelled by surging migration, a tight rental market, and a scant housing supply, according to Westpac's latest forecast. Now, last week, I actually covered on this channel another bank that was focusing on changing their forecast for this year and the next two years. Definitely go check out this video because I do share a lot of data as well in that. Westpac has significantly upgraded its expectations, tipping dwelling prices to rise 7% nationally this year, followed by a 4% next year. In April, Westpac had forecast prices to track flat overall nationally this year, followed by a 5% increase next year. At that point, the bank's economists expected Sydney prices to lift just 1% this year. Now that was in April. I came out on the channel six months ago, which was sort of around Feb and March, to come out and say, look, I think the market here nationally will grow by 5% in 2023 and about 9% in 2024. These guys are coming out and now get jumping on the bandwagon saying, yeah, maybe it's gonna be 7%, but we're not really sure. Because the amount of demand we've actually got in the system is a lot higher. All you have to do is honestly look at TikTok, Instagram stories with people going to these house inspections. I like to go for fun on the weekends and I'm finding multiple people. Now compare that to late last year when I was going to these open homes, there was hardly anyone. So I know the demand's back and it's not just because people can borrow more because interest rates went up. It's just confidence is rising and you've also got immigrants coming into the picture. After notching up 10% this year, Sydney prices are anticipated to gain another 6% in 2024 and 4% in 2025 in Westpac's revised view. Perth is expected to achieve the second strongest growth with 8% gain this year, followed by Brisbane with 6% and Melbourne with 4%. Australia's housing market has continued to outperform expectations, particularly with respect to prices, senior economist Matthew Hassan wrote in his analysis on Monday. Across the five major capital city markets, dwelling prices have now risen 4% over the year.
year to date, a 5.2% rebound from February's low, retracing just over half of the 9.7% fall over the previous 10 months. Those gains were well sustained, Mr. Hassan said. Despite four further rate hikes from the Reserve Bank of Australia between Feb and June, the progress of prices, turnover, auction activity, new finance approvals, and sentiment all combined to paint a picture of a broadening recovery, albeit one that is being led by prices with the volume of activity and demand still relatively subdued. We're still below averages when it comes to listings, when it comes to demand, and we've got record high interest rates. I'm not coming out and saying, well, look, you should FOMO and go and buy something. I'm just saying that you need to get your head in the game. If you're sitting there on the sidelines, maybe you're not even watching these videos, but then you wouldn't have heard what I've just said. So scrap that. Maybe you're in a position where you've always just waited. You're like, no, no, I got told the recession's coming. Just think about how you feel now and how you felt in 2020, when everyone promised you that prices were gonna come down, and then there was select few that came out and said, I don't think prices will go down. I made this video during the pandemic and it was tragic. The media was coming out and suggesting prices were gonna fall. In that video, I talked about why I think the prices will go higher. And of course they did. They went on their biggest boom ever, which is pretty much what I said in the video. Now, although I think prices will go much higher, I don't think we're gonna see anything remotely like what happened in 2020. But that doesn't mean you can't make life-changing gains over the next couple of years. So I hope you guys have learned a thing or two in this video. If you have enjoyed it, smash that like button and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.